Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I am your host, Tana M. Session of TanaMSession.com, also Huffington Post's top female expert to follow for 2018, queen of From Foster Care to Fabulous, and America's number one reinvention and transformation expert. So let's jump right into it. I know I'm late to the party, okay? I'm going to be one of the first to admit it but I just recently finished listening to the audiobook series for Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, I've spent many years reading books about business, anything from leadership to organizational development to performance management to candidate experience, but one of the things I did not do when I was in corporate America was pay attention to books that were geared towards entrepreneurs, those who were building their brands, building their businesses. So for the last three years, now that that's been the focus of my business and everything I've been doing now for TainaMSession.com, I'm taking on reading these books that several people have read, you know, read many, many years ago. So Think and Grow Rich was first published in 1937 and is still considered one of the Bibles, quote unquote, for entrepreneurs to read and really absorb in terms of mindset shift and understanding what it really takes to be successful in business. So Napoleon Hill, for those of you who don't know, um, interviewed many, many um, very famous, rich, successful p- business people back during that time. I think it said, he said he took 20 years to do this book. And as a course of, over the course of his interviews, he recognized a theme of things that they all identified as reasons why they were successful. And a lot of it really was around, around your mindset. And, and that's a lot of the work I do with my clients is helping them change their mind, shift their mind, pivot their mind about things that have impacted them and stopped their growth and stopped them from being successful. And that could be success in their relationships, in their businesses, in their careers, or just in life in general. Now, success means something different to everyone. And I want to first recognize that and acknowledge that. And I get it because my level of success and what I'm working towards is completely different from what you may be working towards that's okay. That's actually perfect. That's exactly the way it should be. So never, never compare your success or what you deem to be success against someone else's because you don't know what success means in their life. For some people, it just means they get to go home every day at a reasonable hour and go to bed and work a regular nine to five and be fine with waiting for retirement and go sail off into the sunset. And for others, such as myself now that I've been uh, what I like to call uh, a reformed HR executive. Now, success for me means being able to make unlimited income, work when and where I want to, and with whom I want to. So that is my new level of success. And every day I'm able to do that, it just is phenomenal to me. However, one of the things that really was a big, big takeaway for me um, out of reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill was the six um, items that he identified the six basic fears that we all face. And this is actually towards the end of the book. And I'm glad it was because it really wrapped everything up that he had been talking about and sharing in terms of how to get, how to become successful. It wrapped it all up into these six buckets of why people fail to be successful. One is the fear of poverty. And to me, I think that can also be identified as a fear of failure. The fear of criticism, the fear of ill health, the fear of of loss of love of someone, the fear of old age, and the fear of death. And he identifies that all at the bottom of most of, what does it say here? 
At the bottom of most of one's worries are these three things, the fear of poverty, criticism, and ill health. So I want to focus on those because the fear of loss to someone you love, you know, that could be either a serious breakup, a divorce, or a death in a family, or the death of a, a, love, a, a, a very close loved one. And then the fear of old age, of course, sometimes we think about, you know, I, for example, I'm turning 50 next February. I'm planning a big destination, what I call my fierce 50th destination party bash. Um, but I feel like there's more behind me than ahead of me. So it is an awakening for me. And it's a, it's a way of looking at your mora- your mortality, but then also looking back to see how, what's my legacy going to be over the next 50 years. I hope I live to be 100. That's my plan. I hope this is the halfway mark for me, not the three-quarter mark. Um, and then the fear of death, of course, leads into that. So I want to focus really today on the fear of poverty, criticism, and ill health. Because as Napoleon says, these are at the very bottom of what are the most, the, the main things people worry about. So let's talk about poverty. And to me, as I said, that's a lot about the fear of failure. Because if you think about poverty, you think about you fail. You fail to be successful in business, in your career. There's a reason why you're not making the income that you feel you should be making. There's a reason why you're not able to take care of yourself or your family. And that's one of the things that drives us to make decisions. So a lot of times we stay in jobs because of a fear of poverty. And that job may not be the best thing for you. It may not even be what you're really supposed to be doing with your life. So you're actually minimizing your talents and your gifts to the world by staying in this job because you have a fear of poverty. I could have done the same thing. And I talked to so many clients who are on the cusp of deciding whether or not they want to leave their job or start a side business. And I say this, first of all, have a plan. I'm not one of those coaches or speakers that tell people, follow your passion, follow your dreams, and don't let anything stop you. True, but with a plan. You got to be strategic and intentional. And that's exactly how I was when I left my job three years ago. I had a plan. Secondly, I think that um, the fear of poverty is what stops a lot of people from taking risks and taking chances in life. Because if you don't take risks and you don't take chances, then you remain comfortable. And comfort a lot of times means complacent. And then complacent can lead to you not really living to your full potential. So when I was in corporate America and I was sitting behind my big desk in the corner office, I was comfortable. Um, You know, yes, there were challenging days and there were days when I was like, oh my God, should I be doing this? And why am I doing this? And why am I here? But for the most part, I knew how much I was going to get paid. I knew when I was going to get paid. I knew what my benefits were and how much they cost me. I knew how much money I was putting in my 401k and what it would look like at the end of each year with a company match. I was comfortable. I was comfortable and it took me uh, getting uncomfortable to realize that those were limitations that were placed on me by people who should not have been in control of my destiny. So now I'm in control of my own destiny. So to me, I'm not of a poverty mindset. I'm a mo- I am of a wealth mindset. Everything I do is only going to lead to the level of success that I'm seeking for myself, my business and my family. So that's where I see fear of poverty, um, how it plays out in our lives and how I see it show up in my clients' lives and how it showed up in mine for a while. Fear of criticism. So a lot of times we won't share our ideas, we won't share our dreams, our thoughts, our heart's desires with people, even those that are close to us, because we are fearful of how they will perceive us. We think that they'll think that we're lofty, that we're daydreamers, that we're not serious. Um, sometimes you'll hear, you may hear people say, why don't you just go get a job? Why don't you just um, you know, go work for someone? 
or why don't you um, have a plan B or plan C even? Uh, why don't you go straight to college? Why don't you go to college and get a degree? Now, I'm not knocking college degrees because that was something I enforced in my son and he's graduating this December, thank goodness. Um, it's been a challenge, but he's done. He's gonna be done. He's in his last two classes. But what I've realized over the last couple of years in owning my business is that I put limitations on him because maybe he didn't have to go straight to college. Maybe he should have did like um, uh, uh, the President Obama did with their oldest daughter. I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. Malia with Malia and said, hey, take a year off and find yourself, discover yourself, see what it is that you think really is calling on your heart and your life because you've been in this conformed, planned, structured environment for 12, 13 years, AKA pre-K through 12th grade, maybe you need to spread your wings. And maybe if I let him do that, um, he would have had an opportunity to really think about what it is that he wanted to go to school for. Now he's, he's in school, he's finishing, which is great, it's fantastic. And he has a pretty good idea of what it is he wants to do when he graduates. So I'm very supportive of that. But I think a lot of us have done things and conformed to other people's ideas, recommendations, suggestions, um, opportunities that probably we should have said no to, but we said yes because we felt if we don't say yes, it may not come up again. Or if we don't say yes, they're going to judge us or they're going to criticize us or they won't even present us with another opportunity. It's probably more aligned with what you're supposed to be doing or where you should be, what path you should be taking. So that's where I see fear of criticism playing out over and over again in people's lives is just not trusting yourself, not trusting your the whispers, as Oprah Winfrey calls it, the whispers that are over you, that are whispering in your life, whispering to your heart. If you hear something, I had a boss one time tell me when he hears something three times or hears it from three different people, he pays attention because he feels like that's the universe speaking to him. Sometimes you got to pay attention to the universe because she'll send you, and I did say she, she'll send you symbols and, and messengers and signs. But I think as we get older, we get more and more jaded. We get more and more... Um, uh, worried and concerned and there we go comfortable and complacent where we just tune these things out we don't want to pay them any attention because oh that's silly oh I should have did that in my youth oh I'm too old oh uh, I don't have enough money oh I don't have enough time oh I've tried it before it didn't work um, so criticism criticism plays a big part in stopping people from being successful because of the fear of how you will be perceived by others versus getting in your own lens, your own uh, blinders, and just staying focused on the end goal. If people call you crazy, that means it must be a great idea. If people say you're, day, you're a daydreamer, that's a good thing. It's never bad because that's when ideas are flowing and that's when you're in the groove and you know ideas, new ideas that you probably never thought of before are coming to you. I like to do meditation in the morning. And when I do that, I really give myself time to just silence uh, what I like to call the monkeys in the cage and just really focus on what's the first thing I thought about when I woke up this morning. Um, and then I go into some prayer and I'm, uh, my, my prayer gratitude and thankfulness. And then I start planning my day. And I think I vision how I want my day to play out, what things I want to make sure I'll be able to check off my list, what things I want to be able to make sure that I accomplish for the day. And, um, and really just kind of think about, you know, mapping out what I need to do in, in regards to my to-do list. Now, I say that to say not to get off track of criticism, but when I'm in that mode of meditation, I sometimes get ideas that I'm surprised came to me because I allowed myself the freedom to have that thought. 
I allowed myself the freedom to stay in that moment and not to dismiss it. And a lot of those ideas have come to fruition in my business, like my coach certification program is something that I thought about during meditation because I knew one of the things I said I wanted to be able to do before I leave this earth in terms of my legacy is to change the lives of a million women and the men who love and support us before I leave this earth. Once I said that and I made that declaration, a fear of God in my heart because I said, oh my goodness, I've said this out loud. I said it on a radio interview. How many people heard this? How am I going to be able to do this? And then as I'm meditating and I'm thinking about it one day, maybe a day or two later, boom, it came to mind. Create a coach certification program so you can build your community of coaches that will help you reach that million mark. So there you did. There you have it. Having that thought process, giving myself that time, allowing myself the freedom to do that and the permission to do that is what enabled me to really bring that idea to life. And now it, it lives, it breathes. I announced it at my um, one day masterclass in Atlanta for the first time. And now I'm starting to really promote it even more. So again, fear of criticism, you know, can stop a lot of things. Fear of criticism would have made me stay in my job, my nine to five in that corner office uh, behind that big fat desk where um, I really could not make the impact and the change on people's lives that I wanted to be able to do. I could do it from a, to a certain point as a top HR executive for companies, but there's still a limitation in terms of what I could have done. I have friends and family that asked me if I was crazy. What am I going to do about benefits? What am I going to do about retirement? And I just said, I'm betting on me. I have to because I know at the end of the day, I need to be in control of my own destiny. And this is the only way for me to be able to do that. The final, the final fear that I want to talk about is the fear of ill health. Sometimes we wish ill health on ourselves because we become so worried. I, I tease my husband sometimes and tell him he's a hypochondriac because I feel like he's always finding something wrong with himself. Even if it's, oh, something bit me and I'm swollen. And I'm like, okay, we're both here sitting right next to each other. I didn't see anything come near you. So how did you get bitten? And all of a sudden you're swollen. And then I look and there's no swelling. There's no swelling. So anyway, I digress. But what I'm trying to say here is that it's all about your mindset. You need to be able to have a positive mindset about your body, about your health. It, it applies to how you eat. It applies to how well you take care of your health. Do you exercise? All of these things come into play. So yes, if you don't take care of yourself, yes, if you don't eat properly, yes, if you don't eat certain things in moderation, you will have ill health. It's inevitable. Our bodies are machines and we have to take care of them the same way you take care of your car. You get your car tuned up, tires rotated on a regular basis. You put the right kind of gas in there. Um, you know, you hear some knocking or some weird noises. You take it to the mechanic. Well, you got to do the same thing with your body. It's a machine run by the brain. The brain is the, the, the tool. It's the, the, the motherboard that controls all other aspects of your body. Everything from all your five senses to how you function, your mo mo um, Mo being mobile, your mobility, everything. So if you don't take care of your mind, you don't take care of your health, then you will have ill health. And then that impacts how you go about life. It will limit in terms of what you can do. It will limit how much energy you have to do the things that you want to do to be successful, um, to be able to leave a legacy for yourself, for your family, to be able to um, you know, have a thriving business. So yes, there's a fear of ill health, but that fear should be used to drive you to ensure that you push that can down the street as far as you can. So as I said, I'm turning 50 next year. I exercise on average about three days a week. And within those three days, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour if I work out with my trainer and I make sure I eat healthy. So I don't eat any meat. I'm what they call pescatarian, 
two or three days a week. The other days, I'm vegetarian. I'm also eliminating dairy, so I no longer eat any dairy-based yogurt or cheeses. Um, I only eat egg whites. So, you know, again, just really being conscious of and listening to my body and doing what I need to do to make sure that I am sustaining healthy body, mind, and spirit to enable me to accomplish the goals I'm working towards and to be able to accomplish um, the legacy I'm trying to leave behind, which is changing the lives of a million women and the men who love and support us. I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't keeping myself healthy mentally, physically, spiritually. So I want to end there and just remind you again what these top six fears were based on Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. The fear of poverty, the fear of criticism, the fear of ill health, the fear of loss of love, loving, love of someone, the fear of old age, and the fear of death. And at the bottom of most people's worries are the fear of poverty, criticism, and ill health. And that's what I covered here today. And how you should really think about how do these things show up in your life and how do you plan on going forward not letting these be drivers to decisions that you make that are holding you back. Get out of your own way. It starts with you. No one else can change that. It really does start with you. I had a client one time ask me, um, so Tana, what do I have to do? Um, are there some books I can read? Is, are there some articles you can recommend that I can read to help me deal with being a woman over 50 looking for a new job and you know how to, how to deal with that? And I said, it starts with you. And she said, what do you mean? And there's no books you can recommend or articles? I said, no, there's plenty of things I can recommend. I said, but ultimately it starts with you because it's your mindset. If you go into the job market thinking already that you have this big X across your chest or you know A for ageism across your chest, um, then that's how you're gonna show up. That's how you're gonna interview. That's how you're going to present on paper with a resume is with that, you're gonna lead with that versus letting that be a stepping stone and a foundation that you stand on that I come to the table with years of experience, loyalty, a great reputation and a brand, and this is what I can do to help you, Company X, deliver on your promises to your clients, your customers, and to your other employees. So it's a different mindset. So it, same thing with these fears. It starts with you. Once you understand where they come from and why they exist and how they're holding you back, then you can fight them off like any warrior that we all are on the inside. I know I am. So again, keeping these poverty, these, these uh, fears in mind, I want you to think about how they show up in your life. I want you to think about how can you reverse the effect that they've had all of these years. And then what can you do going forward when, they rec when you see them and you recognize them? How are you going to put them behind you? How are you going to use them as stepping stones to lead to your next level of success in your business, your career, and your relationships? So that being said, this is my time for the day. As you can tell, I'm passionate about this. Um, this is Tana M. Session of TanaMSession.com. You've been listening to, listening to another episode of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret and America's number one reinvention and transformation expert and Huffington Post top female expert to follow in 2018. I thank you. Look forward to having you back for another episode. In the meantime, you can keep up with me on all, so, all social media platforms at Tana M. Session. And also subscribe to my monthly newsletter on my website, TanaMSession.com. Thanks. Bye-bye.